There's a Mizzou football schedule change, and I think this should just become a permanent annual thing at this point. Plus, why I think Tiger fans are entirely too negative about the 2023 football squad. All this and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts and on the SiriusXM app as well. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, and apologies for missing yesterday's program. The day just got away from me, quite honestly. But here we are, a beautiful Friday afternoon here in Boone County on a Memorial Day weekend. Hopefully, you've got some some plans for some fun, some merriment, all that good stuff. And well, speaking of Memorial Day weekend, of course, Missouri has been traditionally opening the football season on Labor Day weekend for well gosh a couple decades now it seems like at least perhaps farther back than that of course but the SEC announced on Thursday that the Tigers have moved officially now their game against South Dakota their their opener at Memorial Stadium to seven o'clock on Thursday August 31st originally was scheduled on September 2nd Eli Drinkwood says a prime time game under the lights of Faro Field is an awesome way to open the season. We appreciate our administration, the SEC, and South Dakota for accommodating the date change. We believe this allows our student section and the best fans in the country to show out loud and proud and lead into Labor Day weekend in Missouri the right way. So, again, this makes all the sense in the world, a game that was obviously buried schedule-wise, Missouri against South Dakota. The thing is, if you're a college football fan like I am, if you give me something that Saturday before the real week one or Thursday or Friday even, I'm going to watch just about any college football I can get at this point. So at the very least, I think you're going to have a pretty good audience tuning in for hopefully the first quarter of the Missouri game, and at that point, Missouri will have blown South Dakota out of the water. Might not happen, but that's obviously the perfect scenario if you're a Missouri fan. Again, I think this should just be an annual change at this point. Why even go through the rigmarole of trying to change it to a Thursday every year? If the SEC is going to be accommodating here and they like to have a a Thursday game before the true Saturday week one, well, if if you're Missouri and you're Desiree Reed-Francois and the administration, I would say sign me up. I don't see what the downside is of this whatsoever and again there's a real upside I think to making it official that hey this is the tradition moving forward for the next few years here so people will be able to plan accordingly and plan their labor days around Mizzou football hopefully get a game in in Columbia before heading out to the Lake of the Ozarks or or wherever you might be heading but again speaking of things that have become a tradition in terms of Mizzou football scheduling. Well, officially the battle line rivalry, or as I like to call it, the Ozark Bowl. Week 13, Black Friday, once again, November 24th against Arkansas, 3 o'clock 
I believe in Fayetteville, maybe Little Rock. That's possible. I believe it's in Fayetteville. I could be wrong on that. But regardless, that game going on as tradition. And again, a big-time opportunity for the Tigers, a, a CBS spot. Not something they get very often. So again, a nice bit of national exposure for Missouri. And you might be saying to yourself, well, that might be the only national exposure they truly get this season. Now, of course, what I mean by that is obviously all of Missouri's games are nationally televised. They're at the very least on the SEC network or even SEC Plus, which virtually everybody has access to one way or the other, either through their cable package or on ESPN Plus. So no matter where you are in the country, you can see the Tigers, but there is no doubt that having obviously the bigger, brighter, the brighter lights, the better time slot, all that good stuff. Well, Missouri, their chances of that, it's going to come down to winning. And I just think too many Missouri fans right now are too pessimistic about Missouri football coming up. And I, and I get it. On one hand, obviously, I think DRF and her administration have some questions. I think the pressure is pretty clearly on Eli Drinkwitz this season to come through with a winning season at the very least, which is something Missouri has yet to do in his first three years. For all intents and purposes, Missouri is a 500 squad so far. So if you have questions about this upcoming team, cool. So do I, absolutely. But at the same time, so does so does everybody outside of Alabama and Georgia in this conference practically, right? And if you just look at it, at it on paper, Missouri at the very least should have a really good defense. Once again, returning tons of starting production, especially in the secondary, off of what was a really good pass defense last season, the Tennessee game aside. I think this defense this season could possibly even be an elite one if if you assume that Missouri can replace a decent amount of its edge rushing pass product, excuse me, sack production on the outside, quarterback pressures, all that good stuff, then I don't see any reason why this defense can't be even better the next season with young guys like Dalen Carnell ready to step in and take a bigger role with Martez Manuel out of the program. I just think another season with him in that star position, just for example, just even more experience and continuity, and again, year two of the Blake Baker defense. So I think I think that's not a small thing whatsoever, to have that kind of continuity back and also, hey, the same defensive coordinator for the first time in a while, that's kind of nice too, and I think you'll see some real results there from this Tiger defense. Now, offensively, well, you know, I, I understand the question marks because obviously at, at times last season, Missouri was pretty putrid. On offense, it had real difficulty moving the football. But then there were other moments when Missouri looked okay offensively. So what if this offense is actually above average next season to pretty good? People are just writing that possibility off completely. And I just think that's a bit of an overreaction, in my opinion. It's quite possible that Brady Cook, for instance, with his shoulder surgically repaired and hopefully 100% healthy. According to Drinkwitz, he's a full go already, so that's a good sign. What if he takes a step up this season? Or what if Sam Horn is really good? Or what if Jake Garcia is really good? My point is there's a lot of variables and possibilities here 
that everybody is just assuming that they're going to go south and go the other way. And when I say everybody, I just mean the the most vocal part of the Missouri fan base right now. And frankly, a lot of times this offseason has been a real change. I've pointed this out before. A lot of times when I lead with basketball topics, well, they tend to do better than football topics. That's the first year this has ever happened. I can promise you that. In previous off-seasons, I'd been basically trying to shoehorn football into any topic I possibly could or to any segment I possibly could. So I just think if you're a Missouri fan right now, there's no reason that in the what's supposed to be the optimistic part of the year, there's no reason to get overly pessimistic right now. And you know what? Coming up, I want to give you some more reasons well, I think Eli Drinkwitz doesn't get enough credit uh, sometimes and more reasons for optimism for Mizzou football. Uh, coming up, but first I want to tell you about bird dogs because if, you've, if you're looking for something that's versatile and comfortable and fits you just right in the shorts department, well, I'm telling you bird dogs is where it's at and they've got pants as well the same type of deal but right now we're heading into summer here of course my pool's open the golf courses are all open I just want one pair of trunks when I'm off when I'm off a sweaty golf round I just want to jump in the pool who has time to change clothes no no more of that nonsense with bird dogs so go to birddogs.com slash Locked on college, and when you enter promo code locked on college, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Again, that's birddogs.com slash locked on college, and use the promo code locked on college for your tumbler. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day, and for you everydayers, look forward to next week where I'll be talking a little bit about the NBA Finals. Michael Porter Jr., of course, has the chance to become the first Tiger to ever win an NBA ring. So look forward to that next week and, of course, anything else that comes up on the Mizzou beat. But I'll tell you, it has been a little bit slow in terms of specific news on Tiger basketball and Tiger football, although your boy made some news this past week, huh? Sorry, my bad. Well, anyway... Back to Eli Drinkwitz. That was really the topic here I wanted to get back to. And I will say this, for as pessimistic as people are about Drinkwitz, his program in the upcoming season right now, it seems like that's the general conventional wisdom anyway. I will say this. One thing I've noticed as a season ticket holder, Eli Drinkwitz teams play hard. I've never seen them quit. I really haven't. Even during the disastrous first half of 2021 defensively on that side of the ball. Well, actually midway through the season, the Tigers shook some things up and played a lot better football down the stretch. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of that was certainly the opponents offensively that Missouri played. A lot of a lot of weak quarterbacks the Tigers happened to, to run into the last few weeks of 2021 versus the first half of the season. But I will say, though, that team especially on that side of the ball, I thought they had every reason in the world to pack it in. Every excuse in the world. If they wanted to take it, they could have taken it. But they didn't, though. And I say, I'll tell you, that's something you got to give the head coach some credit there. If we're going to nitpick his play calling and, and a whole lot of other criticisms that are fair to a large extent, I think we got to give him credit for that. Because to me, 
effort, overall, that type of thing, that does reflect well upon the head coach, in my opinion. And by the way, again, if if Missouri can improve offensive or excuse me, defensively from twenty twenty one to where they were giving up seemingly six, seven hundred yards a game there for the first half of that season to actually improving on the back end of that season, then hiring a new defensive coordinator, and suddenly Missouri's really quite good defensively in 2022. Well, imagine if Kirby Moore, you bring in a new a new set of eyeballs, a new brain, a new offensive coordinator in Kirby Moore, the first offensive coordinator that Missouri's had under Drinkwitz. Well, what if he can have the type of impact that Blake Baker did last season? What if Cameron Johnson, the transfer from Houston, has the type of impact on the offensive line that you saw DJ Coleman, for instance, have on the defensive line last season? Again, just so many variables here that if you're just if you're just going to be Mister Cold Analyst guy, well, the odds of if you're going to flip a coin on every single one of these variables, the odds of them coming up tails and going against you every single time, the odds of that are pretty long. So I think if you're a Missouri fan, yeah, the odds of them all going right are just as long, so it'll probably be somewhere in between, right? My only point is, let's not just assume a 6-6 six and six season once again, because frankly, last season, the way Missouri played, the odds of them actually going 6-6 six and six were really low. They were an unlucky team for the most part last season. Maybe a little luck can go the Tigers' way this fall. And in NFL news, it appears Marcus Golden is going to be wearing black and yellow, perhaps not black and gold, but black and yellow once again for the Pittsburgh Steelers, signing a one-year deal to play his ninth season in the NFL. So obviously an incredible career so far for Marcus Golden. And by all accounts, Everybody loves Marcus Golden around here. Just couldn't be a nicer guy. I've never heard a single negative thing ever said about the guy. And that got me thinking the other day, actually, what is it about Marcus Golden? Why does everybody love this guy? Well, I don't have a specific answer for you, but I got to say, eventually people's reputation, when you have the nice guy reputation like that, whether it's somebody like Henry Winkler in Hollywood, or it's Marcus Golden in football, it seems pretty simple, ultimately. He's a positive guy who treats people fairly and treats people well. And if you do that for a long enough period of time, eventually you just rack up a ton of numbers in terms of people who respect you and think positively of you. And guess what? Eventually people talk and, well, if all they can say is, man, good dude, guess what? That kind of thing is worth its weight in gold. So I know occasionally I've, I found myself getting on my soapbox in my in my 40-year-old age here and talking to the younger people in the crowd, but I'm just telling you there's something to that. A guy like Marcus Golden, his reputation definitely precedes him, and it's a very good one, something to keep in mind. It hasn't hurt him in life whatsoever, and it'll continue to help him well beyond football. And coming up, some big news for all you gamers out there. And you know what? This is big news for college football in general. The college football video game is coming back, produced by EA Sports next summer. But the real news here is that players will have, if they opt in, their real name, image, and likeness in the video game. So let's talk about the ramifications of this 
right after these quick words. So I have to admit, I probably spent far too much of my college days playing the college football video game called NCAA football back in the day. Now going to be called EA Sports College Football in 2024. This will be the first time in 10 years this game has been released. This is a big deal. Of course, back back in the day, 10 years ago or so, this game was essentially stopped for legal reasons. There was the whole Charles O'Bannon lawsuit that eventually kind of got us to where we are today in terms of name, image, and likeness rules and, and laws in Missouri that have recently be, been passed and all that kind of good stuff. So, if you're not a video gamer, this is kind of an interesting move regardless because back in the day, especially when I was in college, well, you had to send out for rosters, essentially. If you wanted real Missouri, not only real Missouri players, but real names of all the different college pl- rosters throughout the landscape of college football, well, There was some guy out in, I don't know, Tacoma, Washington or something. You could send him your memory card in an, in a, in a, in a padded envelope. And then a couple weeks later, he would mail it to you back when he would copy his file that he had spent weeks and weeks painstakingly entering every single player's name in with his stupid PlayStation controller. Can you imagine how ridiculous that actually sounds in retrospect? But today, of course, well, Back in the day, 10 years ago, you could just download the rosters that somebody created, but now to have actual real players in there, to have Brady Cook in there, for instance, instead of QB number 12 and some generic avatar, you might actually get to see a a likeness of Brady Cook under the helmet as well. In fact, some prominent players may even be getting their faces scanned into the game. Of course, considering the amount of players in college football, not each and every player is going to get that opportunity. But the point is, if these guys opt into this, well, they're going to get a little cut of the money from EA Sports. Now, is it going to be a big cut? Probably not. It's probably not going to be a significant amount of money whatsoever. But really, to me, the value here is somebody who used to be an athlete, of course, back in high school, used to, the point is, you know, I, I would have dreamed of love to have been in a video game like this. To actually see my likeness, if I played at Missouri, see myself in a video game that I could have forever, that'd be a pretty incredible keepsake, sort of a, a dream come true if you're somebody who's my age or younger. You grew up in sort of the gaming era, if you will. And by the way, this type of thing, just the bringing back of this college football video game in general, can only be good for the sport itself because young people well you always need young people getting into your sport obviously and if college football is just seen as something lesser than the NFL that's a problem over the long term obviously college football in terms of the playoff and all that stuff ratings for the bowl games doing great right now don't get me wrong but if you're a Missouri fan and you want to see even more Missouri fans created well Playing with the Tigers in that dynasty mode, winning a mythical national championship, that kind of thing, I'm telling you it only helps build fandom. I can tell you from experience that I just now recently have started getting more into soccer simply because last season I was able to download the FIFA video game onto my PlayStation for free. So I tried it out. 
They wisely gave it to me for free before the new one was going to come out in a couple months. And guess what? Like a good drug dealer, they got me hooked on soccer now. So my point is, this can absolutely work for college football too. The video games can be an introduction into a sport for a person. Because, oh, okay, yeah, this is fun. I like the game now. But then they take it to the real sport and they want to go watch a game or go to a game and become a fan of a team, that type of thing. So I really do think this is a big deal for the sport and a positive for all of us gamers, obviously, out there as well. And once again, thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. Thanks to all you everydayers. As always, we'll be back next week with all kinds of delicious, delicious topics for you. Hopefully some actual breaking news, but we shall see. No matter what happens, I'll have it for you right here on Locked On Mizzou.